Lights. This is your host, Liz Noss. I'm here this week with senior copy editor, Jada Vassiger. Yes, hi. So what do you do here at State News, first of all? So I am all things AP style. (laughs) Basically, that's all I do. Something that I am not too aware of. Well, I am. I try. But you know what? You're really good at it. You're really good at it. You are. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll cry right here, right now. So, you know what? I just got the stamp of approval from Jada. Yes. I can move on today and have a great day. All right. So, we're just going to jump right into it since we have a lot to talk about. Uh, so, Twitter T, first of all. be J-Lo when she marries BF Ben Affleck. She'll be J Affleck because she sweared she would take his name even in the public eye. Um, she'll be calling her newsletter Mrs. Affleck, even though it has been J- like on the J-Lo for years, which is such a creative name. Yeah. Mrs. Affleck does not seem yeah. like it has that sort of <laughs> ring to it. But my roommate brought this up to me because she thought it was a little ridiculous when most people in fame, you know, do not take her husband's last name, but and the fact that Jennifer Lopez is saying she did it is that she feels more traditional and more romantic when she does it. How do you, how do you feel about this, Jada? Um, I think with a lot of, I guess with celebrities, I guess maybe in her case, she's trying to like separate like her own personal self from her art. Because I know when you do a lot of stuff, especially in the media and J-Lo, which we know her as J-Lo, she's been around for years. Mm-hmm. So once you only know her as J-Lo, I guess she wants people to realize that, hey, I'm more than just this person that makes music, I have a husband, I have a family. So maybe she's trying to separate those two sides of herself, saying, okay, the music me could be J-Lo, but when I'm with my husband and I, you take the music away from me, I'm this person. So I don't think it's kind of like her saying, oh, let's skip J-Lo, let's forget about who that was. Right. I, I guess it may could just could be her getting older, or her just say, okay, the music part of me is kind of slowing down, so let me now reintroduce myself to be this new phase or part of my life with my husband if that makes sense i kind of love that actually yeah how do you explain it that way yeah having your own little private alter ego yeah do you think she's gonna release under jennifer affleck new music if she does that'll kind of be a little weird (laughs) they're like it's me a new spotify like yeah no that's actually really funny but yeah okay we approve yeah i approve jennifer affleck Stamp of approval again from Jada. Yes. All right. So the next thing is uh, that Britney Spears doesn't want anyone else to play her in a movie. Recently, Millie Bobby Brown has been saying she would love to play a younger version of Britney in a movie about her life. However, Britney has now responded to this, as she always does on social media, I will say, (laughs) um, to to the thinking, saying that it is ridiculous, saying that she's not dead and she could play herself. I thought this was so funny. It's a rare Britney W <laughs> um, on social media because it's so true. Why are you trying to yet again, like, take away her narrative as they did with the conservatorship and, like, make a movie about her life when she's still alive? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely say, like, the whole Britney Spears case, that's, you kind of have to think of it a certain way. Because I guess anybody else, they would be like, oh, you know, they kind of be, like, honored to say, oh, this person wants to play me in a movie. A movie go- will get brought up by myself. But with Britney and her, like, being, this is our first few years that she's been able to be herself. So mm-hmm. when you say, hey, we're going to come out with a Britney Spears movie, but then not cast Britney Spears to play herself, right. it's kind of still, maybe in her head, just egging on to the, oh, I'm still in the background. I don't have a chance to fully be myself. Right. I'm getting older. And, you know. It's it's kind of like she's living like her teenage and like our age years, but mm. she's like 
way past that point now. So it kind of gives, like, I guess the public a different view. Like, oh, why is she acting out like this? She's such and such this old. She should be honored to have someone like Millie Bobby Brown, who we all know is a fantastic actress, play her and even say, hey, I would love to play Britney Spears. But I guess if you go on her shoes, I kind of understand what she's saying because it's kind of like, oh, I haven't gotten everything I've wanted to do. Let me do it. It's my movie. It's about me. I can play me better than anybody, you know? Right, exactly. I think that most movies about people are posthumous. And I think that it's kind of ridiculous to expect her to just allow someone else to tell her narrative, even if it is Millie Bobby Brown, who I I really enjoy. But, um, yeah, I would have to agree with you. I don't think that it's needed yeah. in the entertainment industry, I yeah. guess, yet. Because her story's not over. Exactly. I mean, she just got out of her conservatorship. I think that we're going to see a lot more from her, um, yeah. more than just her dancing online. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Um, but I, yeah, no, I'm ready to see what she does, you know, beyond her teenage years, instead of, like, sort of marinating in it yeah. and making a movie about it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my last thing for Twitter T is that Office star Rain Wilson, who played Dwight, has legally changed his name, wait for it, to Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson, uh, bringing awareness to climate change. First of all, that is just way too long for me to even remember all the parts of my name. How does he fill out documents now, putting that, like, when I asked for your legal name, does he put that on legal documents? Yeah, that's, that's like five middle names. Yeah. That's a lot. You're not going to get a social security card with that. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I, I guess he wants to inspire people to try to get the attention of the uh, COP climate change conference uh, that's happening soon to like deal with Arctic solutions. Yeah. Um, but do you think that this really does anything? Not necessarily. I mean... Changing your name is pretty funny. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. For him, yeah. yeah. So other than that, that's kind of all you get because you'd be like, oh, this is my new name. It's like 8,000 numbers and <laughs> letters. And then people are just like, oh, okay, that's your new name. Fine, whatever. But for the grand scheme of like you trying to help climate change, that's not really going to do anything right. extravagant besides saying, oh, here's my name. This is a PSA. Let's help right. climate change. Which people still are going to laugh at because the name is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very ridiculous name. I feel like it's just another stunt, but I'm scared that like Fox News is going to like use it. Yeah. Because like, the liberals are crazy <laughs> and this is what they do to get climate change. They change their name. I'm like, no. Right. This is just not stop. Us. Stop killing the polar bears, Please. Bro. That's all I'm asking. But Please. do you have any better stunts you can think of? I wanted to ask you what you would do. What I would do for climate yeah. change? Well, it's, that's the thing. Like, it's such a subject. You can't do a stunt. Right, right. you doing that one stunt, what is it going to do? You know, yeah. besides having people laugh at you, be like, ha she did this for climate change. You know? Right. Kind of like the name. It's like, people are going to laugh at you, and it's like, okay, he did all this for climate change. But then 10 years later, when it's a really irrelevant thing, now your name is this way, and nobody remembers who you are. There's like, oh, you're the guy with the, the long the long name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's, he's the office guy with the long name. Exactly. So, perfect. But, so we're going to get into music, movies, and shows this week, Ooh. and this is something we definitely wanted to talk about together. Yes. Uh, Wakanda Forever. Yes. So... I was super excited to see it. I saw it this weekend on opening weekend, which I usually, like, don't do with mm. Marvel movies <laughs> if I see them at all. I don't know. Are you, like, an avid Marvel watcher? Absolutely. Me, my family, my sister who also goes to Michigan State, we love Marvel. Marvel mm. is our thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm Here's the thing. I wanted to see it because... 
like Oscar noms for the first oh, yeah. character was insane. And I'm, yes. I'm a big Oscars nerd, so I have to like keep up with yes. all the movies. But and it, yeah, it was so critically acclaimed, and my boyfriend really wanted to see it, so I absolutely had to. But honestly, this stuff to very high expectations that I yes. had. I, I had really high expectations for this because of how good Black Panther was. Yes. Do you think it stood up to your expectations? Absolutely. If anything, it surpassed my expectations, honestly. I love that. Like, I love the first Black Panther. I loved all the actresses, the actors, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And going into this movie, I was like, okay, I'm going to cry, but I'm going <laughs> to try not to cry. I cried. I cried. Cry. <laughs> I cried, too. I cried. Um, yeah, no, it's it's insanely beautiful. That's the first thing I wanted to say. Is, yes. like, the cinematographer went hard yes. on this fantastic movie. Uh, the first thing I look at is how the scenes really look yes. in the movie. Yeah. And it, it was fantastic. And in the first Black Panther, I like loved all the women empowerment. And it, it was so like refreshing to see. But like this one went feral for women empowerment. I was so yeah. loved it. Yes. Like the entire movie was just like very women based. Yes. I guess I mean what else are you going to do after Chad with Coleman? You know, exactly. I said, you know, yeah. and Shuri was fantastic. I wanted to yes. talk about that. I stand that Angela Bassett will get an Oscar nomination. For Abs- she has to. Absolutely. Her power is immense. I don't know if we should do spoiler alert for this. Maybe. You know what? Spoiler alert. Yes. Angela Bassett died off too early in this movie, but I still think what she did throughout like, the first act of this yeah. will land her an Oscar nomination. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I think, yeah, this again, spoiler alert, so sorry, yes. but I think her death is exactly kind of what the movie needed to keep yes. it going. Because I feel like I walked into it, and you know the beginning of it, it was like, okay, this is a very nice tribute. The Black Panther got sick, he died. Yeah. Now we're moving on to what's next. So I think the mother, the queen dying, signifying another huge death in Wakanda, right. it was like the push for the movie. It was the drive to say, okay, right. This is this is what Marvel is. Mm. When somebody huge dies, we have to get right back into the swing of things because yeah. it's not over. Basically, honestly, honestly, yeah, I feel like this movie didn't have an inciting incident without yeah. that death. Yeah, I, I feel like we went through half of the movie and without that inciting incident because I didn't. I mean, I did care about the the girl who was the MIT scene. I thought that was a great addition. To the yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. But I felt like it wasn't enough for me to be like too invested in the battles. Yeah. But with, but with Angela Bassett's death in it, I was like. Yeah, no, now I'm, like, super into all these, like, battles. Yeah. And Letitia Wright was so perfect for the titular role. Absolutely. Um, she, you know, I feel like she filled the shoes of Chadwick Boseman so well yeah. as, like, the next superhero, whatever. Um, But other other than the battle scenes, I didn't really feel like it was a superhero movie, like, at all. It had the perfect amount of, like, heart and drama to it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. This this definitely was not one of the typical Marvel movies. Like yeah. this wasn't like Avengers: Infinity War or even the first Avengers, yeah. where it was all fighting. Mm-hmm. This is a movie where you had to get. It was more emotional based. It wasn't yeah. more physical. Everybody saying, "Okay, we have the enemy to defeat. Let's go do it." It was more, "Okay, Wakanda just lost its king. Right. Where do we go from here?" While these other this other universe, this other kingdom from the ocean, come right. on, like people in the water, like that's so new. <laughs> it's coming it. to fight us. On Earth, right. how do we handle all this together? Then our queen is dead. What do we do? You yeah. know, so yeah. it, it it titles all of that, and it was just it was really beautifully put together. Like Absolutely. even through all the scenes, with the scenes, even the first theme, like the Marvel theme song with the movie, and all you see is pictures of Chadwick Boseman, and it was kind of like those moments of silence you give them. It was just so beautiful. Like Marvel, they really put their finishing touches throughout 
all parts of the movie. And even connecting the story back to, as we all know, Marvel loves his end credit scenes. It's Again, true. spoiler alert, if you stayed all the way through the movie because I stayed to the lights come back on. Oh, absolutely. Like, and we figure out that the legacy is continuing because he had a son. So we know that the, his story is not over. It's yeah. just continuing through more people, continuing through his son, who will be the next king of Wakanda. And that's a great way that Marvel said, hey, I know we lost this amazing character, but we're not done writing the story. You know, it's just not with him anymore. I have to ask you then, do you think they're setting up a sequel? Personally, I want I want that to be the, I want this one to be the last yeah. one and finish strong. But you know how Marvel is. Yeah. They love to just make it. Yeah. As far as the Black Panthers, like, sequel in its own, I kind of do want this to be the last one, too. I kind of don't know how they could make a Black Panther 3. And because you kind of got to ease, like, once that kid or whoever plays the next Black Panther, you kind of got to ease them back into everybody. So it's not going to be as, oh, the Black Panther in there, but it's Shuri or it's it's, uh, T'Challa's kid. You have to ease them back into the universe because it's a new superhero they don't know nothing about where we're at now in the marvel cinematic universe so i kind of don't know how they would go from this beautiful tribute movie to for t'challa and chadwick boseman back into fighting like they're used to maybe it's possible i just don't know how they would correlate between the two but i guess i guess that's where we wait for the next avengers movie to come out and we see what happens i just feel like black panther is not their usual marvel movie where it's like this is gonna i mean it it's amazing on the box offices don't get me wrong but i feel like it's not the usual like box office we're gonna make billions of dollars off of this because it's so deep and emotionally like you know yeah emotionally charged that i feel like they shouldn't treat it like every other blockbuster yeah. that they make. So I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. like finishing off strong is something that they should stick to. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. I agree with that. I do think Black Panther and then now Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I think those were the two movies Marvel decided to make to create the diversity. You know right. what I mean? Because a lot of times we get to these movies and we say, okay, we have all these fantastic lines of superheroes, you know, and it's not even about a gender thing. So there's a bunch of male superheroes. There's a bunch of female superheroes. But when you look at the demographic of all those superheroes, right. male or female, it's the same demographic throughout all of the boards. They may have different superpowers. They may have different backgrounds, right. but it's still the same demographic. Yeah. So putting Black Panther in there, it really broke the barrier. And it, and it let people know that Marvel isn't the stereotypical, oh, the white person comes and saves the day and we're all better. No. We have this unique country with its own people that come in all different shades. That's black. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we're here to introduce that, hey, we could join this universe as well. We could be just as important, if not more important, because this is what the kids and this is what the people in my community specifically needed to see. Because I'm a huge Marvel fan, and it made me a better Marvel fan when Black Panther came out. I saw Black Panther like four times. Because it shocked my brain that I I could see a black superhero on TV. And he could be better than any other superhero out there like black panther like top tier and it wasn't because and they didn't even touch on you know the stereotypical stuff that you would expect to see from Mm -hmm. a black superhero it was just this kid who grew up in this country and he did what he had to do just like everybody else and it that's 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 why i give marvel my props and that's why i don't really understand how you can't get into marvel because it's stuff like that it's really unique when it gets to things like that yeah Yeah. and that's and that's super important do you do you think that that was like an important in entertainment for you and your community absolutely absolutely because yeah watching you know tv and even more movies like this you don't really get a lot of the the diverse casting so 
seeing Black Panther, I saw Black come in all different shades. You know, of course, in my family, you know, I come from a, a majority Black household, but usually even coming to Michigan State, I don't see me a lot. And in that movie, all I saw was me. Yeah. So it was like, this is fantastic. All I'm seeing is I'm getting the jokes, the culture references, mm -hmm. the outfits, like this is what I'm used to. And I'm glad that people are experiencing that to see that, hey, it's okay to invite all these different types of people to join this one franchise. Because okay. now the franchise opened up to everybody mm -hmm. and everybody can see themselves on a larger scale. Yeah. So I think it was wonderfully made and it's, it's just beautiful. I love it so much. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has really broadened. And I think yeah. that that's what makes it one of the most like loved across the country, like, you know, industries. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's fantastic. I want to finish up a little bit of what I felt about this movie. I feel like it handled death and grieving very well. Uh, yes. Um, I love the funeral scenes in the beginning. They were so yes. beautiful. Oh, amazing. I also thought that it was a great villain. Oh, yeah. Uh, very good. I, I mean, which Marvel has done so many times, but my favorite villain since, you know, this one was Mysterio in Far From Home. Mm. So I would say that this is my new favorite. Yes, he was a really good villain and a unique villain. Yeah, because it kind of took me a long time. Even now, I kind of still don't even consider him as a villain. Mm. I just consider him as someone who, like you said, dealt with some grief and just yeah. didn't know what to do with it. Kind of like Shuri, Absolutely. she took the Black Panther role, but she still has so much grief from her brother and then now her mother. She didn't know what to do with it. Right. So in essence, they became two in the same. Mm -hmm. So even though it was like, oh, this one guy's bringing his kingdom to come fight Wakanda it's like Wakanda was kind of doing the same thing mm -hmm. but it just took sure to realize that you know we can't do all of this from grief we have to learn from our grief and we can do it together and we can protect each other yeah you know I feel like they mirrored and like parallel each other very well um which was fantastic and I also thought the same of when uh Killmonger yeah is in um her like what was it the elders yeah, yeah the ancestors yeah. realm that was a fantastic scene. Yeah. And the way that he talks about, you know, you're using your grief in the same way I did. When mm -hmm. she really wanted to see her brother there. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it, that was a fantastic scene. I will say, my one note, it was so long. <laughs> it was like It was three pretty hours. long. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Marvel. For that's Marvel. I knew coming into the movie, I was like, I know that this is my afternoon now. Yes. And it was a fantastic afternoon. Yes, but it is, yes. It was a full afternoon. Yes. I also would have liked to have gotten more specifics from T'Challa's death, but I understand they wanted to respect the secrecy and privacy of, like, Chadwick's death. I felt like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I feel like what they did here was as much as they could do. Yeah. But I feel like we kind of just moved on. And yeah. Moment, yeah. You know? I definitely kind of had that same note as well, because the movie starts... With them saying, you know, the king is sick. And, yeah. you know, with us rushing into it, you know, sure, rushing on her lab. Like, okay, I have to save my brother. I have to save my brother. I kind of get where you're going with that, too. It would have been nice, like you said, to give, like, a little more specifics or maybe just to ease back into it. Yeah. But I guess with the quickness of how fast he died, and then in essence, it's kind of like how when he died, nobody knew he was sick. So right. they kind of mirrored that in a movie exactly. to where it popped up out of nowhere and then he died. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also it probably was like a little legal stuff in there oh, with how sure. much they could say, you know. And then like you said, to respect, you know, the real family out there coming to see this movie. They don't want to keep reliving like, oh, he had cancer and things right. like that throughout the movie. So I like they did it in a classy way. Just right. saying, oh, he died. And then it really, I guess it helped impact it more because knowing how the actor died. And knowing how he kind of died on screen again, reliving mm -hmm. it, it was like, oh, 
you know, right. in true Marvel fashion. Right, and there was no way that they could just skip past exactly. not being yeah. there. So they definitely had to add that. I just wish there was, like, a little bit more. Yeah, 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 to. yeah. But beside the point, do you think you're going to get a Best Picture nomination like the other one before? Absolutely. Yeah. It has to. Like, the way that the box office has already surpassed yeah. immediately and it's only been out for, like, a couple of days, maybe a week, yeah. is phenomenal. Like, people were waiting to see this movie. And yeah. the way that it's at now, if it doesn't get any awards, I'll still be its number one supporter. Like, I'll still be number one behind it because it was just that good. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you think it ranks with the first Black Panther? Would you say which one you have, like, a favorite? Honestly, I don't even think you can rank them against each other because mm-hmm. you can't have one without the other. Right. Like, you can't see one without seeing two, and you can't see two without seeing one, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say one's better than the other. I will say they're on the same playing field because yeah. they, par- they parallel so well with each other. Like, you know how you see an original, then they try to make a sequel, but the sequel's very bad. Yeah. So you're like, what's the point of the original in the first place? Yeah. I think this one, they did a really good job with making that sequel. They mm-hmm. did a really good job with saying, okay, everybody saw the first one. Let's tie into, okay, we had this fantastic king. He died. And here's what the future Wakanda looks like. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't rank the two next to each other and say, oh, one's better than two or two's better than one. Because I kind of told um, my friends this after the movie that, okay, one was the traditional Marvel. This, this is how Marvel does their movies. But two, it was kind of like a tribute. Mm-hmm. So like, kind of like we were saying earlier, you can't even really account Black, Black Panther Wakanda forever in it for real. Because it was kind of like a tribute movie to give props and give credit where right. credit was due. So yes, it was a continuation, but it also wasn't the same style. Yeah. So it was it will be a lot of stuff to take into account to say, oh, one was better than the other because they kind of weren't the same to begin with. If right. that makes sense. Do you think it paid good homage to? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. The director from the directors to. Kugler is fantastic. Phenomenal. Please make more movies. Don't Excellent. ever stop. Yeah. Like from that, and then all of the actors and actresses and their characters, how they just kind of evolved and sooner or later had to grab onto each other throughout the movie to get through it was very impactful and like you said it shows the stages of grief it shows how some of them had to go away for years or how some of them even in the family just tried to ignore it but sooner or later it was going to come out eventually Mm -hmm. so during those final scenes in the movie they came back together and said let's let's get through this together you know let's build back Wakanda together just like T'Challa or Chadwick would have wanted us to do and it it made a great movie and it made it brought the country back together basically well there we go there's our review of Black Panther I don't know what I would okay give a rating out of 10 10 10? Right, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 9. Because you know that I'm a cynic. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know I but can't go with you that easily. I, I can't go 10, <laughs> but I'll give it a 9, and it will. it's on my Oscar nominations That's prediction fair. list. Amazing. That's fair. And I didn't go into the movie thinking Letitia was going to be one of the people who was going to be on my Oscar nominations, but I came out of it knowing that she would be. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, two li- little things more mm-hmm. for music and movies. Lindsay Lohan's new Christmas movie just came out on Netflix. Mm. Total change. Right. Um, a yeah. total switch. <laughs> but Lindsay Lohan made a cheesy Christmas movie uh, called, I believe it's called Falling for Christmas. You can now watch it on Netflix if Hallmark meets early 2000s is something you're itching for. Mm. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is looking pretty grisly with 55%. And what did the critics say? It will be a Christmas miracle if you make it to the credits. Oh. <laughs> um, do you think this is something we needed? <laughs> I mean, holiday movies, 
are a little tricky because you can always you can only say the same story so much like we can only play the same lifetime christmas movie so much every year with the oh damsel in distress meets this guy and we get together during christmas (laughs) and now time fast forwards and we're together and it's christmas again like we need a change in holiday movies and i love holiday movies i love christmas movies but when i watch four in a row and i'm like okay i've watched the same thing four times (laughs) I could only watch them so much. <laughs> no, literally, my mom has homework on constantly through holiday season, and I'm like, "We just watched this movie last night." She's like, "No, this one's new." I'm like, "Oh, oh who's <laughs> doesn't this? feel like it." <laughs> exactly. Um, but do you, did you see her as the new rom com sweetheart? Because I, I certainly did. not I did not. This yeah. was definitely a change, and I feel like. A lot of people are coming out and kind of like reaching out of their box. Yeah. Maybe some shouldn't and maybe some should, you know? Some people definitely, you know, you can see them reaching out their box and like, oh, this could be good. And others just like, okay, one time's enough. (laughs) Maybe in the next four years or something. Yeah. Let's try again. Absolutely. Well, go and form your own opinion about it. But that is out then. Also on Netflix, um, Zac Efron has a new show. Um, he It's about health and wellness. And he goes around the world and exploring new cultures and ways for wellness. Huh. I think he would be the last person I would think to do something yeah. about this. Um, but, I mean, would you watch the show? I'd give it a shot. Yeah. You know, because the idea sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but kind of like what we were saying, it just, yeah. it kind of sounds like, oh, here's another rich guy bringing a camera yeah. to all these different cultures and saying, here's what these people do, and that's it. You know? Right. I don't see the whole objective of the show. Yeah. I don't see what he's trying to get. Like, health and wellness, yeah, that's important, but I don't know how it's going to benefit him other than getting him some more ratings and publicity, really. Absolutely. Like, I, I was saying, like, it's trying cultures like it's a new recipe. Yeah. And then just moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that is music, movies, and entertainment this week. We're going to move on to culture stories, because I know you have something to say about this. Yeah. So, um, we are going to talk about the Black Power Rally that Jaden Beard just wrote about today. And because you were a part of it. Yes. What did you do I for was. this event? So, I am a part of NABJ, which is the National Association of Black Journalists here at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And we partner every year with BSA, which is our Black Student Alliance, for the Black Power Rally. This was the 50th annual Black Power Rally. Exactly. And my club hosts the red carpet. So if you came Ooh. and you saw me in like a blue jacket, that was me. I was producing <laughs> for the red carpet. And it's really fun. It enhances our reporting skills. We get to interview a lot of people. We interviewed some performers this year. And it, yeah, it was just really, really fun. And the BPR, it's fun every year. It's a great event. If you can, if you can make it next year, I highly recommend coming out. It's really fun. And yeah, it's just something to do on a Sunday night. Yeah. So what do you think is the importance of this event and you know the tradition on campus obviously since it's been 50 years yeah so it's definitely an event where we get to showcase the blackness basically in broader terms it's an event where the black students can come out and really be around people who look like them who are mind like them Mm -hmm. and could relate to them with the experiences they've had growing up i know this year it was bet theme bet stands for black entertainment television and a lot of us in my community, we grew up watching BET, and we grew up watching the BET Awards. So to go somewhere and dress up like we were going to yeah. BET was really fun, and we got to meet all whole sorts of new people, and we got to say, oh, what are you wearing? Like, we're on the red carpet. Who are you wearing? Some uh, people in BSA who were the performers, they were actual artists, 
So we had like Zendaya and Lil Baby and Future coming <laughs> and it was like really fun. So yeah, it's really just getting a black community event where we get as many of us as we can just to remember each other that, hey, we're all here for you. These organizations are here to help you. It's okay to still be you, you know, yeah. even with how big Michigan State is, you can still be yourself because there's people out here who want you to be yourself right. and we're saying it's okay to. Yeah. yeah. What is the impact? What impact do you think this has across the black community at MSU and, you know, especially seeing performers, you know, do their art on stage absolutely if anything i think the impact it just makes it makes i don't want to say home but it makes comfort yeah. there it is comfort, it yeah. creates comfortability because i know for a lot of um black freshmen and even students of color who are freshmen coming into a, a huge campus like this and they don't see themselves as much as they did in high school i know i talked about this a lot when i was on dinner table but mm -hmm. i came from an all-black high school so coming to Michigan State, where most of the students are white, and I was one of the only two or just myself, black person in my classroom, right. it was hard, you know? It was hard not seeing me, because I felt like the outcast when I came from a community where we all looked the same, yeah. so I felt more comfortable. So I know BSA is having these events, and they do events like this all the time, mm -hmm. where they say, hey, you're not alone, you're not by yourself. We've been here, which is why we're part of this organization, yeah. to help you know that you're here for a reason. And you can still be here, even if majority of the population that are here are not Black. You still have a voice right. and you still have a reason to come to Michigan State. We're all Spartans at the end of the day, you yeah. know? There's no differentiation between Black or White or whatever. We all can go to this school. We all can have a good time. But we do these events to make sure those communities, specifically the Black community, knows that they can be here and they can still rove and thrive in a community that looks like them so that they make those those first few months of adjusting to college a little bit easier yeah. basically absolutely well thank you so much for sharing that of I course appreciate it. of course um but just for the last thing today is the yak yak of the day um it is imagine being freud's parents reading his new theory <laughs> Huh. Shocked faces <laughs> all around. But thank you so much for being on Housewives. Of course, this was fun. I so love podcasting. I can check one more off my list. <laughs> well, you can always be home at Housewives, and you should come on another time. Of course, Amazing. definitely. Well, I'll see you next week.